Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. Of course, I have another amazing Suburban Warrior here with me today, ready to share her story. And I think you guys are really going to want to like tune in if you're walking, driving in your car, whatever you're doing, listen up, because this is going to be chock full of information that we all need to know about. So I know at least for myself, like once I hit 40, the whole struggle with weight gain started. And I think that we beat ourselves up over it because we're like trying everything. We try one diet to the next and nothing really works. And so it can be very frustrating. And I think that we all really need to figure out what is best for us to do, what is best for our body, Because listen, life is about feeling joyful and we all want to look our best and we all want to feel our best. And that's what joy is all about. So my guest today is going to help us do just that. Her name is Laurie Lewis. And for intermittent fasting coach and author, Laurie Lewis, menopause dealt a crushing blow, brain fog, lack of balance, memory loss, and the sudden gain of 50 pounds of sovereign hormonal fat. She tried everything she knew to feel better and the methods that worked in the past made no difference. After four years of struggle, Laurie stumbled upon intermittent fasting and started fasting that very same day. The menopausal fog lifted in less than one week. She had more energy and felt more like herself. She lost 51 pounds in 15 months and has kept it off for years. Now at age 57, Laurie has turned her personal success into the premier thriving intermittent fasting coaching business. As a certified health coach, she combines her knowledge of nutrition with deep research and practice of time-restricted eating. Laurie guides her clients with a dream come true. Eat the food you love and enjoy the rest of your life feeling vibrantly well. That is amazing. Welcome to the podcast, Laurie. I love being here. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I mean, listen, this is a topic that I know personally, I talk to my friends about all the time. I'm 46 years old. I'm pretty much in menopause. I have a lot of friends around my age, a little older, a little younger, and everybody is experiencing the same thing. And I think it's just hard because there's not a lot of information about menopause out there. When you talk to your OB guy, they're kind of like, oh yeah, welcome to menopause. Like that's literally what I got. Welcome to menopause. I was like, are you kidding me? Like that's That's all you got for me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, this sucks. I need a little bit more than that. So let's get right into it. Talk to us about your experience and how you found intermittent fasting. Well, Chrissy, 
it's either happening to us and we know something's happening and we attribute it to perimenopause or menopause, or we just know we feel weird and awful and we don't know that it's perimenopause because they don't send us to biology class for older ladies. Right. And people say menopause in the whisper. Even I, I'm just shocked. Like, even this morning, I was in a, a Facebook group that I help manage and someone wrote something like, oh, well, we don't want to talk about menopause in front of all the guys. It's like, why? Every right. man has women, mothers, partners, daughters, coworkers, friends, you know, yeah. And People it's like, why like, everybody goes through it. It's, well, I don't know why it's this big secret. And I, what's funny is I said the same thing when I started going through menopause, I was like 43 and yep. I was like, which I think is early. And I was like, mm-hmm. why is no one talking about how awful this is? I have friends that are older than me. I, I like went to them. I'm like, why, why haven't you told me how bad this is? And they're like, oh, it's awful. I'm like, yeah, we need to talk about it. It's when autoimmune diseases arise. Like oh. every, almost every woman I know at around 47, 48, 49 has some sort of adrenal crash or autoimmune or, you know, thyroid thing. Like it just all, all the stress that we've pushed down bubbles up to the surface because the body is like, you've been going too fast, too hard for too long. And we're about to go into a major hormonal shift here, lady. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have what it takes to turn the corner. Right. So it took my brother, you know, I've never, I'm a super duper optimist. Like I'm a, I'm a half glass all the way full kind of person. (laughs) And I was experiencing depression. I was off balance. I couldn't make a decision to save my life. I was crying. Like what it took my brother. He said, Laurie, isn't depression part of menopause. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I had no idea. I knew something was off. Something was up, but I didn't put it together. And then, as you say, we go to our doctors and they're like, welcome. Ha ha ha. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of women doctors don't even, they have to arrive at the doorstep of menopause. And then they're like, Oh, this is no joke. Right. <laughs> then, right. then there are these other amazing women. I wish I were, you know, thank their lucky stars that just sail right through. Like one day their period stops and they're like, I guess I'm on the other side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So that is then, not me. I, I'm not no, that lucky. That's for no. sure. So my experience was at 44, I suddenly woke up in the middle of the night. And the first thought my brain had was, wow, my air conditioner is broken. I need to get a new air conditioner because I was sweating up a storm. And of course, it was not the air conditioner. It was cranking out the cold air. And it was the first moment of perimenopause. And that was five years of brutal you know, perimenopause. And then I couldn't wait. Oh, my period's going to stop and it's all going to be over. And then uh, I went into menopause early at 49. The average is 52. Yeah. And so when you're officially technically, it's very scientific, ready? Yes. You're technically officially in menopause when you have not had a period for a year. Right. So you the clock starts. You know, you're like, yeah. well, it's been one month. It's been right. two months. It's been three months. And you get to 12. Boom. You can declare yourself now postmenopausal. And so when that happened, I suddenly gained 
50 pounds. So in my 40s, I was at the top of my game. I was running marathons. I was lean. I was wearing clothes. I was comfortable. You know, I was I was living my life like I could whatever I put on in the morning looked fine and looked good and felt good. It's just like put on your clothes, go out right. the door. Don't have to think about it. And that's what we all, I don't know, it sounds superficial, but don't we all dream to just get dressed and <laughs> not worry and feel about good? Of and course. Just have our clothes hanging and right. And so suddenly I had to get bigger and bigger clothes and for cheaper and cheaper prices. I'm just like, I got to turn this around. Like I, I have to buy new clothes, but they're just like, and it wasn't only about the weight gain, Chrissy. It was that I didn't feel like myself. I knew something's up here. Something is off. Like I'm taken over by an alien and I don't know what it is. And the other thing about me is that I got excited about nutrition about 20 years ago. So 20 years before I went into menopause, I started paying attention to what I was eating. And I remember thinking, sugar doesn't make me feel good. All this diet Coke doesn't make me feel good. And I just went cold turkey. I literally stopped. And I dug into what are healthy foods and what makes me feel well and what should what should I be eating or what should I not be eating and so this has been a personal passion of mine for well over 20 years and I even got a health coach certification at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York and never thought I would use it because I never wanted to be the food police. I don't want to tell people to eat healthy when that makes people miserable (laughs) for the most part, like deprivation is not fun. But I knew for my own journey that I cared a lot about the food that I put in my body. So boom, I gained this 50 pounds and everybody around me is like, you're a runner, you focus on health, you're the healthiest eater we know, how could you gain 50 pounds? And I'm like, that's I'm trying to figure that out. That's that's the big question (laughs) that we all want to know. So tell us why intermittent fasting works. Because I think a lot of people, listen, a a lot of people have heard of intermittent fasting at this point. People have been told about it. I think not everybody has embraced it. I know when I first heard about it personally, I was like, there's no way I can do that. I absolutely love breakfast. I can't skip my breakfast. I love creamer in my coffee, like all every excuse in the book as to why I couldn't do it. Yeah, get out all those objections. Get, get, I want to get them out. Right, <laughs> hard exactly. and scary. Right, right. So, but tell us why it works. Well, the first thing to know is pausing from eating and putting the body into a state of repair is how our bodies are designed. So it has integrity, integrity with the way the body works to pause from eating. Now the word fasting is really scary, right? But fasting is has been part of all religious, spiritual meditation practices like throughout all time because it creates a stillness. It creates a mental quiet, a discernment. Okay? So I know it sounds woo-woo, but you kind of become more at one with your body, mind, you know, cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, and physically through fasting. The way that quote, it works is (laughs) multifaceted, of course, but when people are like, well, how do you lose weight? Right? So one would assume that it's because you're eating less. People are like, well, it's just calorie restriction. Well, no, there are studies that show that they'll take two groups of people and like 1200 calories worth of food. Both groups are eating the same exact food. They're exercising the same. They're eating the same exact food. 
And one group is allowed to eat it spread out throughout the day, which as we all know, you take 1200 calories spread throughout the day, you're miserable. You eat little bits of food and you're never satisfied and you're always hungry. Yes. Okay. So there's that group. Then the second group, same exercise, same movement, same calories, same food squished into an eating window, keeps insulin low taps into our fat stores, burns through the blood glucose, and then the glycogen in the liver, and then gets to our stored fat. Soon as you become fat adapted, which means using your body fat for fuel, your body's like, yay, there's an unlimited abundance here, right? And then when you open your eating window, so in this research, then the subjects have 1200 calories in this study to eat in their eating window. And they're very satisfied. It feels like an abundance of food. You can eat until the body's like, wow, we've had enough. And those people lost more weight, burn more fat, lower their insulin, lower their cortisol and experience the satisfaction of eating delicious food until the body is satisfied eating to satiety, which never happens when we're spreading the food out in all these little tiny meals. And eating all the time makes us hungrier. Isn't that funny? It's like, did you ever notice that you eat and then you're hungry and you eat and then you're hungry. And that does not happen when you're fasting. Yeah, I, 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 I know that makes total sense. And I think that when people hear about intermittent fasting, to your point, I think the first thing that they think of is, is weight, like it's a weight management program, or it's a, it's a reason to, to do it is to lose weight, which of course, that's a benefit, I think of it. But I do think a lot of the other side effects, I'll call them quote unquote, mm-hmm. or I should say benefits, some of the mm-hmm. other benefits that come along with it are the decreased brain fog, not feeling just like not feeling like full. And, and, you know, that's like one, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself and I'm not an expert. (laughs) I'm just solely speaking from how I have felt on it. I just, I just feel better. And in the, in the, on the few times I've been doing it for like a year and a half, the few times that I do eat in the morning, I actually feel it the whole day and just don't feel as good. Right. Not as sharp, not as bright. So people, it's a totally logical question. People are like, don't you feel then like you're dragging? And the opposite is actually true because so we're keeping insulin low. We're tapping into our fat stores. The fat cells release fat, which then transports through the blood and through the liver and the liver transforms the fat cells into ketone bodies. So people have heard of the ketogenic diet or eating keto and Actually, intermittent fasting, eating in an eating window or time-restricted eating puts the body into ketosis four times more than the ketogenic diet. So we don't need to, if your body doesn't, if carbohydrates don't agree with your body, diminish them. But a lot of us really do need carbohydrates in our spectrum of macronutrients. And so we can know that you're fasting clean eating in your eating window, the time of your eating window is your choice. The amount of meals that you eat, it's your choice. And what you eat is your choice based on what your body needs. And the way you know that is once you're an intermittent faster, your body starts informing you. It's really in the driver's seat and you can hear it because you've got this quiet discernment. Your body starts telling you what it would prefer that you not eat because it doesn't feel good. 
and what it would prefer that you do eat because it makes it feel good (laughs) and it gets more obvious. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. So for someone who I know for me, I do like a 16-8 cycle, you know, so Mm -hmm. like I, I basically eat during the day within an eight hour window. So, but I know there's very many different types of intermittent fasting. So how can someone decide what's best for them? It's a hundred percent customized. So I think that to start, I really believe, you know, some people say, oh, well, intermittent fasting is good, but it's not for everyone. Really? Why not? That's how our bodies are designed. (laughs) We're not designed to, we're fasting when we're sleeping for the most part, but some people wake up in the middle of the night and have a bite or a drink of flavored something, something, right? right? right. It's like some type of calories. Yeah. Yeah. It's either calories. I like to think of it. I don't ever talk about calories. I talk about nutrients or flavors because that's nutrients or flavors or something that gets digestion going. Those that's what breaks the fast, right? So if you're sleeping from, (laughs) from night to morning and not consuming anything while you're sleeping, then you just fasted. But if you can extend that to 12 hours, like a few hours before you go to bed and then a few hours after you wake up, I believe every human can and should be aware of a 12-hour fast every day. Yeah. So if someone has some health issues, like you got a, you're pre-diabetic or you want to bring that A1C down or you have an autoimmune disease or you've got high blood pressure or you have excess weight to take off, start with the 12-12. So you just say, okay, what time am, Chrissy, what time are you going to stop eating tonight? Right. Um, seven o'clock. Seven. Great. Right. So you're going to drink plain water unflavored water, you're going to sleep, you're going to wake up tomorrow, have a big glass of plain unflavored water and a black coffee, and then eat your breakfast 12 hours later at 7am. If you are doing a 12-12. And then to get to 16, you just inch up. Now, some people are like, ah, rip off the bandaid, I can get to 16 quickly. Okay, great, do that. (laughs) And then to answer your question, how do you know You start gradually. I really encourage people to get to 16, eight within about seven to 10 days and then discover for yourself. Like what I did is I started same thing with 16, eight and that eight hours suddenly seemed like an awful lot of time to be eating. Like I didn't, I didn't want, like I would get to 10 or 11 or one and noon or one. And I'm like, I'm not actually hungry. Right. So don't eat if you're not hungry. Right. Yeah. And, and so then I moved to a six hour eating window and then I did that for about a month. And then someone challenged me to a 20 hour fast. And let me tell you the difference between 18 hours and 20 is like, wow, that's a lot. Like, <laughs> yes. what? Now I'm you're sure hungry. People out there are thinking, what do you mean? It, yeah. like, <laughs> it is though. When you're really hungry, you're hungry. Right. And the hunger we discover as intermittent fasters, the hunger comes in a wave and it's pretty predictable. So when I'm coaching people, so we haven't said it yet, but through my own personal success, people started coming to me like, how did you do it? How did you do it? Like I, the brain fog lifted, lifted immediately. I lost 51 pounds in 15 months, but mostly I felt like myself again immediately. And so people were coming to me saying, how did you do that? And will you help me? And so I started making classes and now it's my occupation. And so out of coaching thousands of people, it's pretty predictable the the experience that people will have during the fasting hours. And then we we inch that 
a little bit longer, but longer isn't better. So your question again was, how do I discern which is the best length of fasting and the best timing of the eating window for each individual is completely customized. So you look at your goals, like how much weight do you have to lose? Or how quickly do you need to bring that A1C down, right? Right. Or really any health issue that a person has can be addressed through eating in an eating window and fasting clean for a good chunk of every 24 hour period. So you look at your goals and you then look at your daily schedule and your desire to eat with your family or not, and, yeah. or your, or you like lunch or you, you realize, you know what? I get really sluggish when I eat in the middle of the day. Maybe I'm just going to push my eating window to the end of the day. Cause then I can go to sleep after I eat, you know? Right, right. So it's all personal. And then fitness comes in. It's like, oh, what if I work out in the morning? Well, you will realize as many professional elite athletes do, your your performance increases when you're exercising in a fasted state. So you ease it again, ease yeah. in gradually. Yeah. And people discover in the beginning that it's easier to have a set eating window like have strict guardrails on, like I don't eat before 11 and I don't eat past seven or I don't eat before noon and I don't eat past eight. Then once that's set and you're in that groove, you're in that habit, you know, you can do it and your body's like, wow, this is amazing. I feel really good. Then you can move it around. You can shorten it. You can lengthen it. You can have it early. You can have it later. And depending on when people are listening to this podcast, uh, podcasts are great because somebody could be hearing this two years from now, but where where we are right now is we're on the threshold of being released from a year of quarantine. Exactly. And suddenly going to be breakfast, brunches, lunches, cocktails, dinners, parties all night. (laughs) And we're going to be faced with what is a special occasion and when am I eating? And am I going to stick to my strict eating window? so that I can reach my goals? Or am I going to be a little more flexible with it? Because yay, we just got our get out of jail card. Right, (laughs) right, right. No, exactly. And I do think that that's a big part of it too. Like, I know for me, I am pretty strict, but I give myself some grace when if it's like a weekend, and we're out to dinner, you know, there's only you still have to live, right? It's like an 80-20 rule sometimes for me, personally. But that again, that's what works for me. Uh, But you mentioned, uh, and I just want to go back to it, about how like this is sort of how our bodies are built. Like people think you said, oh, you know, intermittent fasting isn't for everyone, but it kind of is because as human beings, as a species, like we weren't digging into the pantry, you know, how many times a day and eating constantly. We didn't have all of the food supply that we have available to us. And so can you just elaborate on a little bit about that, about how like it, it is really innately how we are meant to eat? Right? Well, if we, it is. And if you look at history, the time in U.S. history when it's been recorded that people lived the longest was during the Great Depression. Like longevity oh, wow. increased yeah. when food was scarce. <laughs> now, That's amazing. I, I didn't wish realize starvation that. upon anybody. Right. But when we have fewer meals and we eat less, you know, people wouldn't eat constantly then. It's like you would work usually physical labor, and then eat maybe one meal, because that's all the food there was, and people lived longer. And throughout human history, if you think people didn't wake up and have breakfast in the fridge, they had to go out and run around and for six hours and And get it, right? And by then, you know, from the time you wake up to six hours later, that's lunchtime for us, right? Right. No, exactly. People can do an experiment and notice if you, when you eat in the morning, 
how much time passes before hunger arises again. And do a little experiment for yourself and you'll realize that hunger arises again. That doesn't mean your body actually needs food. It's all hormonal. So when you're fasting and you start with 12 and then you increase to 12 and a half and then 13 and, and you inch up to 16 hours. Yes, you will feel feelings in your body and you yeah. will have thoughts in your mind that say, eat now, eat now, eat now, eat now, <laughs> hunger, 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 yeah. except hunger isn't an emergency. Those stomach growlings and whatever pangs, a pang is a pang, a hunger, you know, it's not, it's an alert system. Yeah. It's not an emergency and it will come in a wave and it will go, it'll come and it will go and you just stay busy. You go about your day. And so you asked about how it matches the design of our bodies. One aspect is, is that we have an apostat, an appetite center in our brains that manages and communicates to our hunger hormones. And we are like a wild animal. We're like a lion. A lion knows what to eat, when to eat, and when to stop. And our hunger hormones and our satiety hormones can do exactly the same thing. It's just because we eat all the time and we eat ultra processed food in the presence of ultra processed food and refined sugars, the satiety hormones can't work. So the signal to stop eating doesn't work when we eat food that's not actually food. (laughs) Well, I, I will say I can attest to everything that you're saying, because as I had to slowly, you know, evolve my eating window. I had the hunger pangs and the eat, 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 you need to eat right now (laughs) in my head. And, and it took, you know, I think it took me at least two to three weeks for me to personally to get my window to where it is now. Um, because I was eating, I was eating at 6am. So to get it to 11 ish, you know, sometimes 12, whatever, but like it took a while. And, and now I don't really get those hunger pangs, but if I do, I know exactly when they're coming and they go away. So that's right. So everything you're saying, it's like, oh my God, that happens to me. That happens to me. So I can totally attest to it that 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 happens. In my coaching, coaching, I will say to people, if they're using a fasting app, you can get an app for your phone or you can jot it down. Some people are like, no, I'm tired of tracking. No more dieting, no more calorie counting, no more macro counting, no more tracking. I just want my clock and a glass of water. And right. But people will say, wow, the hunger came on really strong today. And I'm like, how many hours fasted were you? And they'll either have to do the math and calculate the time, or they can look at their app. And app I like is the zero app. And they're like, oh, it was around 15 and a half or 16 hours fasted. Totally predictable. Okay. So it's not exact, but once you're fat adapted and you've used up the glycogen stores in your liver and your muscles and your body is naturally shifting into fat burning every day, around 12 to 13 hours fasted, you'll get a wave of hunger. Around 16 hours, wave of hunger. Around 18 hours, strong hunger, because that is when the fat burning shoots up and a deep cellular repair process called autophagy ramps up in tandem with with the fat burning and going into ketosis. And you've already been in fat burning for some hours, but it really kicks in at 18. And so when people can get past 18 and fast to 19 and then eat in a five-hour eating window, that can be an amazing way to live or at least do that a few times a week because then you're getting that extra fat burning and autophagy and ketosis, hours in ketosis in. Um, But those intervals, like when people tell me, 
how they're feeling. Uh, first thing I say is, okay, how many hours fasted were you? Because it's yeah. predictable, people. That's so <laughs> funny. That, that, I mean, that's, an, that's amazing. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like a science, you know, exactly what's going to happen. Okay. So what would you say are the top like three or so tips that you would tell someone to get started intermittent fasting? Okay. Again, decide to don't prepare for this. It's just all you have to do is look at the clock and say, oh, well, when am I having dinner tonight? I guess I'm having dinner at 630. When am I going to be done? 730. Okay. That's when you're closing your eating window tonight. Yeah. And then 12 hours later, that's it. And if you're like, well, that's not very hard, then aim for 14. It's totally up to you. So start today. It's that easy. And it's always that easy. People are like, oh, it's um, it's overcomplicated. And what do I eat? And all these complications. And no, no, no. Keep always keep it very simple. When are you closing your eating window today? When are you eating tomorrow? And what delicious food are you eating? There is this experience of anticipation. Yeah. We can withstand anything if we know when it's going to get better. And remember the the hunger waves, like my stomach just growled, which is hilarious. Like that's a signal to me that, yay, I'm burning fat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Okay, So that my next top tip. So first one is start today and keep it simple. Next one is fast, clean people. You can find everything on the internet for what am I allowed while I'm fasting? Human beings, we love all the cutting corners and sneaking things in and figuring out what we can get away with, right? (laughs) Here are the benefits of fasting clean and what it is. The benefits are it's easier (laughs) and we're allowing our body the full experience of of a full rest, metabolic, hormonal, and digestive rest for healing. So it's easier and complete healing if you're fasting clean and what the clean fast is, is plain unflavored water of any sparkliness or temperature, sparkly, plain, still hot, cold, whatever, plain unflavored water, no lemon, no hint of this or that, no mint, no cucumbers. Okay. (laughs) So, and I'll explain why. Okay. Plain unflavored water, plain unflavored black coffee, Mm -hmm. plain unflavored, bitter green or black tea, plain unflavored electrolytes or minerals. They're the same thing, sodium, magnesium. Okay. And your medications as prescribed by your doctor. So again, water, coffee, tea, electrolytes, medication. That's the clean fast. Why? Because it's easier and you get the full rest. And if you have heard people like, oh, but you know, a little bone broth, a little pickle, ju- pickle juice, right. what the heck, right. right? Yeah. A little lemon, a little cream. I heard I'm allowed 50 calories. Da, da, da. Okay. You guys, any nutrients, any nutrients, yeah. any flavors, the flavors sent, you're like, what's a little lemon. It, it makes fasting bearable for me. Right? Or right. lemon is cleansing, right? All the reasons I get it, but we want to keep insulin low so we can tap into our fat. And when the body thinks that food is incoming, food flavors, lemon, cucumber, mint, apple cider vinegar, when the body perceives that food is incoming, it aligns itself to receive food. And when you don't give it food because you think you're fasting, it gets mad and grumpy. And it's like makes fasting harder. Okay. So people will also say, 
What about stevia in my black coffee? Right. No, they're like, it doesn't raise your blood glucose, right? Not as much as other sweeteners, but it shoots your insulin up and insulin is the fat storage hormone. So no, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Fast, yeah. clean. Well, and that's actually very simple because I I do agree. Like we're always trying to skirt the system, right? <laughs> like, can I? I like I actually went on a quest to find a zero calorie, <laughs> um, coffee creamer, and I, they all were. First of all, I found a couple. They were all terrible. So I that's just went super back. gross. By the way, so sorry, gross. I'm being I, really judgmental. No, but no, it, you're right. I, I was like, Yuck. this is disgusting. <laughs> the black coffee is a much better. And I was already, I already had weaned myself into the black coffee, but I don't, I don't know what, what I just was like, Oh, maybe I could try this. Anyway, bottom line is I, I get it. We're always trying to skirt the system, but when you keep it very simple and clean and it's just water and black coffee, it's easy because there's there no go. exceptions. There's zero exceptions. That's and it. let's talk about tea though, too, because tea is the bane of my existence. People don't even know what tea is. Like right. there's a tea there's section. There's a million Everybody thinks yes. that any petal, leaf, or stick soaked in water is tea. No, there's right. actual tea leaves, right? Yeah. So mint tea is not green tea. Green yeah. tea and black tea, bitter green tea, black tea. And you look at the box and it's like, oh, there's ginger and lemongrass here. Is that okay? No, that's ginger and lemongrass. That's food. That's not tea. That's not tea. And so, and same thing like with Earl Grey, people, you'll notice like you get really hungry after you drink Earl Grey. Why? Because there's orange flavoring in bergamot flavoring in that. So plain, 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 plain. Then what you got to remember is you get to have the flavor party in your eating window. Yes. So you get all the benefits of fasting clean, all the health benefits of fasting, the mental quiet, the mental clarity, the even good, awesome energy. And then you get to look forward to whatever it is you want to eat or drink later in your eating window. This is not a diet. Now, one of the biggest things I coach people on is figuring out, well, fasting feels so good and I'm healing and then I'm excited for my eating window, but I'm kind of figuring out that some foods don't agree with me and some foods are detrimental to my health goals also. And then we figure out the food component, but the fasting part is easy, breezy, keep it clean. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I got it. I mean, those are just really awesome tips because I think that, I mean, they're very simple and although it's probably not easy to start, right? It is a simple process and the results that you get are just really so beneficial. They are worth going through, you know, whatever hard times you have, I should say, like, you know, getting into that routine. But again, it's just, it's, it's just like any other habit that we form. It takes time in order for us to develop 100%. that habit. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and we and, don't like that. <laughs> and we don't like it. We don't like doing anything new. It's it's very difficult to change. You know, I mean, I tell all my clients it takes 21 days at least at the minimum to develop any new habit. So trying to like all of a sudden intermittent fast in like a week and that you can't, you know, I, I think don't don't try it and then say, oh, I can't do it. I, th- I say, give your body enough time to adapt to it. 
and also ease your body into it. That's just coming from someone who does it, not an expert. <laughs> but I, yeah. I appreciate so much the benefits of it. Um, I'm so grateful that I found it for myself. Um, I'm grateful for experts like yourself who can tell us more about it and why it's so beneficial for us. Because I really think it's it's an amazing, simple way for us to just feel better. And like I yeah. said in the beginning, that's really what... It's what we're all about. That's what we're all here for. We just want to feel good. We want to feel better. That's we want to yeah. feel better. And the, and the looking better is the benefit from it, right? I mean, well, that- even if a person has not lost an ounce, right? So people are like, I don't know if it's working. It's working yes. when you're putting your body into this hormonal metabolic digestive rest. It is working. Your is body working. is like. Thank you so much. It's going to work on whatever it prioritizes it needs to go to work on. So your eyes get brighter, your skin gets smooth, you feel more confident, you feel brighter and stronger and more flexible and clearer. And so I would say my third tip is to keep going, right? So you said you, you started feeling better in maybe two to three weeks. So in my experience, my own experience and coaching people, you feel better within a week, but it's an adjustment. So it's really like a two to three week adjustment. And then after, you know, we human beings, it takes something to do something for 21 to 30 sure days. Does. Like it Absolutely. takes something. Yes. And so at the end, so between 21 and 30 days, people are like, show me the money. Where are the results? And at that point also, we have to be like, this is not a thing that we're doing temporarily. Remember yes. how it's like, it's a lifestyle. Hey, remember how good you feel, right? Mm-hmm. So you can move the eating around. We're doing what matches the design of our body. It needs and craves and wants that rest. We could attribute the obesity and all the the health issues that we have as a society to the fact that we eat too much all the time. So we want to eat in an eating window, allow our blood sugar and every aspect of our, our hormonal selves to heal and balance and keep going. And so having people around you, like either having a coach or having a fasting buddy or having a group of people being in a Facebook group or having other people to lift you up and in, and provide inspiration and motivation and information is really, really. So that's tip m- number four. Absolutely. <laughs> we all need our community of warriors around we us. Do. So Laurie, tell me um, where can my listeners find you? I have a business. It's called Fast Forward. And so my, e- my uh, website is Fast forwardwellness.com. I lead awesome. group programs. I coach people one-on-one and I have a book called Celebrating Your Vibrant Future, Intermittent Fasting for Women 44 to Forever. And it's oh on Amazon. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> it. That is so awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing all of this fantastic information today. I really, I, I loved hearing your story because obviously it it had such a happy ending with you not feeling well. And now you, you look beautiful and you feel thank wonderful. You. And you know, that's what, that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for sharing this information with us today. Um, I would encourage all of my listeners to check Laurie out on her website at Fast Forward Wellness. I think you can find so much information there. And uh, she knows her stuff, let me tell you. So uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. You will uh, 
We'll have another Suburban Warrior story to share with you next week. And don't forget to hit follow on Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review because we would love to hear what you think of this episode. And we will see you next week with another story. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.